I thought he was attending school till we heard from school about a week and a half later we got an email saying why isn't he showing up at school So I was like why isn't he showing up at school he's sitting next to me at school every day But are we trying to be too perfect sometimes as parents Yes some amount of anxiety is valid are we sometimes trying to get that create that perfect child We are a generation that is probably seeing money after a while it went to an extent where this dabba became this dabba and as to say the five sandwiches <laughs> the okay okay friends would get one fourth the piece the very close friends would get half the piece and the best friend would get one full sandwich yeah. sunday ko there is no pressure at work we are authoritative monday morning we become authoritarian parents tuesday morning we become neg- neglectful parents <laughs> or wednesday evening when you had a drink you are a permissive parent and jifo karna hai kya mai bhi have you do karna hai kya Hello. Welcome to Tiffin Break, a podcast where we are going to try and curate a lot of experiences around parenting. Why did we start this? Honestly, at Little Joys, we believe that parenthood or parenting has to bring a lot of joy into everybody's life. But over the last couple of decades, it seems to have not done that. And therefore, we wanted to understand what's changed. how is parenting different today compared to what it was before and in that respect we thought maybe some honest conversations around parenting would be a great start so here we are with a guest who a lot of you may not know but a lot of you will know his work whether it's iconic ads like dag acche hain for surf excel or a lot more that you've seen in the last 15 years the person behind all of them is sitting right next to me Welcome Arun to Thank this you. podcast. Thank you Devan. Thank you for having me. Uh it's a it I have done many many interviews but this is the first time I'm going to speak about being a parent so I'm super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of this as a as an interview. I don't think I'm going to ask you hard questions uh around, around parenting as such. Uh I think it's I mean if I talk about my own journey of parenting it's largely figuring out on the fly. Uh because you get 20 pieces of advice from everyone. and then you realize that nobody has the context that you do uh so we'll come to that later but yeah. before that maybe a little bit about yourself your background where did you grow up would love to understand your childhood before you get before we get into a lot more details around your journey as as a parent so i grew up in uh, what is called the chennai of bombay chembur it was a it was a cute little town where there were uh, two or three schools everybody went to those schools everybody knew each other of course things have changed uh and i still remember there was a girls school there was a uh, there was a girls convent school there was a boys convent school olps yeah and then there was a coed school which i went to and uh, everybody knew each other you're lucky one huh? yeah. going to the coed school when i no, no, the uh, the uh, the vidya balans and shilpa shettys of the world were in the girls convent <laughs> so uh, so so we grew up in this uh, very cosmopolitan housing society uh which was very very simple middle class people uh there was a lot of sport hmm. so there was a lot of sport there was a lot of music there was a lot of creativity around me so the indian hockey team captain civil demello uh lived in the building a uh, very well known musician today ram sampath lived in the building so uh, a lot of these uh, guys used to walk into the building to record their songs so shan who's now a very big name did his first album and in between his recordings he used to come and play cricket with us wow so it was it was a very uh 
it was a very uh, different environment. Uh, so that's where I grew up. That's my childhood. Do you think that a lot of these would shape uh, how you built your career in advertising and creative field as such? Or do you think it was just serendipitous that you... The reason I ask that question is, you know, as a parent, I keep thinking about this uh, nature versus nurture argument. Uh, and I don't know where you stand, but I try to keep getting data points around if I see someone successful or doing well today, what part of it was nature that, that obviously you need some uh, you need some luck on the way, you need some opportunities along the way versus nurturing that led to that ultimate milestone or that outcome. So, you know, just going back to your framework of nature and nurture, right? So I think nature is circumstantial. Nurture, I think, comes from conviction. So a lot of times, and that's why I think a lot of, uh, when, we see, when we see parents who have doubled down on a sport, Mm. or on music, mm. they're nurturing because they're saying, hey, I've got conviction in my child uh, being happy doing this for her or his life. Mm. And that's where I think that a lot of us, uh, sometimes the nurturing and the conviction we develop is in slightly safer zones. Uh, and nature, I think, is is circumstantial. Where you are, what's going on, what what best can you do with what's available around you, uh, is the way I, I see. Yeah. But I think the distinct advantage though is if you look at any Indian parent on how we were brought up, the easiest nurturing would be around academics. Yeah. Right? Uh, like my father was an IITian. He wanted his sons to go to IIT. The elder one did not. All the pressure came on me. And it came to an extent where because I refused, it was too hard. I mean, who studies so much when you're like 15 years old and... <laughs> Uh, it's not that we had, you know, a childhood where I had a, you know, access or I could enjoy the company of a lot of cosmopolitan different people, including girls, right? For a, for a boy in his teenager years to have time spent with girls is also a, something that they look forward to, right? Um, and then the sense of disappointment that most fathers have in their in their sons. Don't you think that the nurturing also goes a little towards academics? Because it's not easy. Today, you may put your child in different sports and say, okay, I can see that he or she has this potential. But, um, I mean, compared to your childhood, not everyone would have access. I mean, cricket was the only sport that you could easily play. Yeah. Because you would have access uh, to any, you know, strip of or a patch of land where you can put up a temporary stump and play it, right? Talk us through a little bit about, you know, your college days, how you were thinking about how your family thought about what was a great career because again advertising is a very unique career to have uh, in the late 90s as such. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I keep saying this advertising is filled with happy accidents. <laughs> so, and I am one of those. But obviously, I came from a conservative Tamilian family. Uh, there were very clear paths defined. The My, my dad had uh, very clear plans that he wanted my brother to be an engineer and me to preferably be a chartered accountant. To be honest, Rivant, I also feel now that I am now that I am a parent to a teenager, I also recognize the fact that it was also a generation that was trying to uh, live their dreams through their children. So like my dad had to give up his. My dad had gotten into VJTI. Uh, he was a he was a very very good student, but he had to give it up for familial reasons. Mm. There were pressures because of which he had to take up a job sooner than he would have liked to. 
So and they couldn't afford to pay for the VJTI fees. So there were a lot of pressures during his days, and he was like, okay, now that I've taken those pressures off, then these blokes don't have any other reason to not do it. Interesting. Uh, was was his perspective, uh, which was not necessarily mine. So that's what happened. And today I'm technically a, a founder and part venture capitalist, which I would have never imagined life to be. Well, that's amazing. I think you've spent what now twenty five years in the creative and advertising field. Yes, twenty five. Twenty five. I will. Uh, yeah, in another six months, it'll be twenty five years. Yeah, interesting. It's it's you know what you mentioned. Like sometimes parents sort of try to uh, live their life through their children. Uh, I think it would be common for a lot of parents today, where their parents would have sacrificed a lot because. uh most of india was either poor or lower middle class in that yeah. sense uh today let's say we have sort of uh come out of that and but would you would you think that we've also not sacrificed uh enough things that we would have wanted and do you feel that that pressure may end up coming on to i mean we may be conscious about it we may be aware about it but do you still think we have expectations from our children that like if i look by our 8 year old and uh i we, we love to put him in different kind of games and sports um give him more exposure to as i said you know figure out what is it that we should nurture for the future but somehow in the end there is always that competitive spirit that okay if he is playing this why is he not coming first or why is he not improving his game right but that's our expectation i mean they're just having fun um have you seen that because your your son is now almost becoming a teenager Uh, what's been your experience over the last twelve, thirteen years? I mean, at least the last five, six since you would have started that nurturing phase as such. Yeah, we've him. been through that journey where obviously he is a very, very keen footballer. Okay, and he plays for a school, he plays for a club, uh, and and is very, very keen to pursue football as a career. Okay, and we've spoken to a bunch of people. Uh, we but we don't know. We don't know. uh if we can ded we uh, we still don't have the conviction that we can dedicate his entirety to the to the sport you know mm. and i think that's our conditioning it's got nothing to do with him uh and i think because we don't have the ability to take the leap of faith saying this is it uh because we as as uh, because of our conditioning i think at least mine there is constantly this search for backup Hmm. of saying okay what if this does not go the way it it, it goes right so then you are then you are saying okay if it does not go that way then you got to have some academic backup hmm. and then then you then you start hedging right uh and then you start hedging and then you are not doing anything in its entirety so obviously these are these are dichotomies that you go through uh and i feel that it's okay it's okay because there is no point in putting pressure on a child or on yourself beyond a point i think because even as a parent there is i also feel given that we've crossed that stage where we are not technically sacrificing uh our the huge choices in life then what happens is then you start feeling like okay am i doing enough uh it hmm. it comes with its own complex right hmm. you feel oh am i doing enough am i being selfish uh am i thinking too much only about myself am i not focusing enough and pushing my uh, child i i just think we in my view at least is that we all need to ease out a little bit on ourselves and our children let 
let it take an like the river let it take find its find course it. is is the way i think about yeah i'll tell you the the different point on where the sacrificing part comes in which i myself sort of realized a little later see you've had a great career um over the last 25 years two points here right one is we'll come to the because you're also technically a part we see now where in the end you know that great outcomes are created when you go all in correct right you have to just break the clutter focus go all in commit to something over the 8 10 year period and then you get a real alpha in that sense correct uh but before that you know if you think about then there are two parties right so if you look at your wife is also in the creative field uh in the end motherhood involves a lot more sacrifices like my wife is in a corporate she could take a six month break you know rejoin and fundamentally she is in a very large corporate where it's very conducive for working mothers i think that's got it right but someone who's in the creative field who's let's say missed out on the action of creating two or three great uh campaigns over three four years then it sort of becomes harder to scale up the ladder yeah. Yeah. do you think your wife would have a different answer on the sacrifice bit i think so and i think we we've also discussed this hmm. so i think the the uh, and and you know the we both became parents at a very critical juncture in our careers where both of us were at an inflection point my career was uh i was i was probably seeing uh a, a peak in the career at that point in time because the organization that i was running i was just about to become the national head of that organization of lolintas at that point in time uh and this and, and and she was also doing well in her career and but obviously we chose to become parents and then she had to slow down she didn't have a choice so and we've spoken about this and uh when it comes to the topic of sacrifice in our case she didn't make that choice she uh, and we collectively sat together and we realized that okay yes you have sacrificed a part of your career at a very critical juncture uh, from where she didn't make a comeback but it's never the same as losing those you know it's at that it's at that very very critical point in time where it could have it could have been a hockey stick yeah when it and then that hockey stick becomes a slightly flatter line yeah uh, and that's a, that's 100% she will have uh, not just see i i i will say this that it is a yes when it comes to her having sacrificed and and do you think therefore the expectations that you would have from your son and your wife would have from him would be a little different think about it right like i'm just yeah. i'm just putting it's, it, it's, it's an interesting question never yeah. thought about it yeah. like that like i keep asking my wife as to why she so stressed ki usko b plus aaya ab second standard mein right hindi mein b plus aaya he doesn't study um and i'm like you know what are you running about your iit genes <laughs> no i don't think no no she is not uh iit and in fact we were actually in school together okay i think it's not more about that i just think fundamentally as parents one of the biggest dichotomies i see are how men and women are wired again the nature part is just so different yeah and therefore as parents you know when we are a father and there's a mother there could be a nurturing there's a personality etc but core inherent nature as human beings and therefore as a man and a woman and therefore as a father and a mother i think the expectations get set very differently true because we are so we are wired so differently now if you add on to that the sacrifices that usually the mother ends up making i think somewhere it compounds in expectations from the child as well 
I don't know if there is, if it in in our case at least, if there has been a compounding in terms of expectation. But off late now that he's a teenager, we are about four or five years away before he flies out, uh, uh, or at least moves out away from us. Uh, there is this constant conversation that where she is obviously feeling she is going to feel the void a lot more because I've I've managed to find the balance between being there and not being there, and she's been there a lot more than I have been there. And that's something that I know is a mm. is is a call. That is the expectation where, uh, especially when and now that we are seeing good friends becoming empty nesters, and how they are coping with it, and that's something that we've definitely discussed. Because, but I don't think it has changed her or my expectation from him. Because I think that that has not been impacted. Because how does he do academically? Uh, he's academically. Uh, he slightly disinterested uh now yeah huh? <laughs> probably probably <laughs> slightly disinterested he's more interested in sport but he seems to be getting interested now i don't know what has changed uh in fact i'm i've there was a parent teacher meeting just about 4 days ago when i was i walked out very pleasantly surprised uh because he's also a slightly uh reserved child Okay. Uh, but suddenly he seems to have opened up. Suddenly he seems to be talking a lot more in school. Suddenly he seems to be doing well academically. So something's changed. We are not sure what it is. Uh, but COVID was very tough. COVID was hmm. very, very tough. Because you're at home. At home and uh, uh, academically he took a serious dive because he just couldn't cope with this whole online school system. Just couldn't cope. That was a really tough period. How did you guys like? What could you have done differently if you think in COVID compared to what you guys tried when he was facing all of this? I think uh, I, the mistake we made was we put too much pressure uh, um, on saying that okay, this is the new world, you've now got to adapt to this versus easing him into that world. We started uh, pushing him a lot, a lot more than we should have. Uh, because we saw crazy retaliation, right? Like uh, uh, Shweta, my wife, was traveling. She was not in the country uh, and during COVID. And uh, so my desk, my work desk was here and he used to sit next to me. And uh, and he used to log into school. I used to log into work. I was on my headphones working away. And he used to log into school. And I thought he was attending school till we heard from school about a week and a half later. We got an email saying, why isn't he showing up at school? I was like, why isn't he showing up at school? He's sitting next to me at school every day. So, and then we realized that he opens his laptop, he switches on nothing, he puts his headphones and he sits. He's not even logging on to the school because he was so fed up of it. And uh, we realized that, okay, now this is a serious issue. And then we had to meet his teachers and then we, the teachers also kind of counseled us about how to go about this because this is not, we are seeing a lot of this. They, for them, it wasn't new. Obviously, for us, it uh, the world came crumbling down. But we realized that the kids were going through their own journeys at that point in time. And especially when you're closer to your teens, you're rebelling, you're finding this extremely uh, uh, impersonal and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough period. Different experience uh, because our son was, I think, five. Uh, and the five to seven period is when... Uh, or four to six is when the entire COVID saga was. Uh, but we've seen after effects of that and him not being able to be very socially 
acceptable because everything at home is i mean we pamper our children in that sense right we never say no as much yeah um in turn i say no a lot but then my we have this class of parenting where my mother would say like you can't say no so much to a child right why are you scolding him don't scold don't hit etc 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 i mean dadi is the favorite mm-hmm. um and uh, and now if i see him he can't hear a no from you know let's say i mean it's going to happen right he's going to try and play with someone they'll say don't play with us he gets riled up emotionally right and usko bahut dil pe lagta hai i think yeah you're right covid was a was an eye opener for us uh in that sense and i think the biggest change at least i realized this we try and live our life very objectively right humne bola theek hai hum pehle office ja rahe the now zoom is the new normal so let's figure out how to adjust everything that we do professionally onto zoom and we applied the same objective thinking to our children as well but i don't think they have i mean and that's what the best part about childhood right there's nothing very objective it's all passion and fun um and i think we sort of as you rightly said you thought he's opened up the laptop he is you know going to listen and then he's going to learn whatever it is but i think the learning process is so much different for them um but hope things are much better yeah yeah, yeah. it's all good so i think the it was just a it was just a uh, it was a small phase yeah and we all go through that right we go through our own phases of being uh, not interested i think the the one thing we've also realized is that like you said the context only we know right uh, as as parents only we know the context that brings me to the framework right of of parenting which i do i, I don't know if you know about but there is this four styles of parenting which is very very commonly uh, spoken yeah, about so there is there is permissive parenting uh-huh. there is neglectful parenting there is authoritative parenting and there is authoritarian parenting okay so it's the x uh, x y axis of uh, so basically and i think a lot of times we all pride in ourselves saying hey you're playing good cop bad cop what we're doing is we're actually mixing up parenting style okay somebody's being permissive and somebody's being authoritarian okay and that confuses children i feel and i think that's where if as as parents if you can you can find a way to say okay largely we will be this sort of a parent largely and the best way to do is is to ask I, in fact i i spent uh, last evening because i knew i was coming for this i was asking my i i played a little game with my son where i said hey listen you know what i know his friends i know his friends and parents and and stuff like that i said let's play a game these are the four styles tell me who sits in what quadrant how did you explain explain to us like you explained to your 12 year old so permissive huh. is basically where uh, there are no questions asked okay so you are the uh, the child does what the child wants to everything works around what the child wants okay so a bit like what grandparents do with children Hmm. with the with the with the grandchildren jab like khana hai biscuit khana ab mujhe khana hai ab mujhe chips khana hai ab mujhe video game khelna hai okay okay it's okay beta okay beti whatever that may be so I'm stopping like for example 2 ghante ho gaye ab youtube dekh rahe ho now it's time that falls in authoritarian authoritative okay. so there is a difference between authoritative and authoritarian okay authoritarian is basically saying that this is it follow it to the t nothing else will work here okay my way or the highway parents way or the highway so for example if someone comes and says i need to have chips okay have it is permissive 
No, because you have had chips last yesterday, today. That's authoritative. Authoritative. That's a dialogue. Okay. That's a dialogue which is authoritative where you are setting the rules, but you're you're setting the rules through dialogue. You're not you're not setting the rules and saying this this way or fine, which is authoritarian. And then there is neglectful, which no parent will want to accept, but it is true. Okay. I have been guilty of it where you are. Because you are so caught up in your world that you are neglectful of your child's. To be honest, that whole incident of where I didn't recognize that he is not doing school, it was my neglectful parenting. I wasn't even, while I was physically present around him, I didn't even realize that his emotional needs are completely not being uh, thought of, and I am not even present for that. I think anybody. I think most parents who are both working would fall into some sort of neglectful zone. So we in different points. So we time. jump. We we are uh, we are going through the matrix, and, and that's what confuses the child. Which is what confuses the child because there is no one style of parenting that's coming out as a la because it's not possible to be that hundred percent. But children are sensitive enough to recognize that okay, this style is my house. So I will now know how to behave. I know. Okay, this is the this is the style around which I have to work if it's consistent. The largest problem I feel is that while we may all love to be this authoritative parent who's having a dialogue, but that's on our good day. जब हमारा mood जब time है जब हमारे पास time है सोचने को time है we are in a good mood. Sunday को there is no pressure at work. We are authoritative parents. Okay. Monday morning we become authoritarian parents. Tuesday morning we become ne neglectful parents. <laughs> Wednesday morning we are permissive parents because on that or Wednesday evening when you had a drink you are a permissive parent. जी और करना है करना है मैं भी जो करना है कर रहा हूँ. Yeah, no, absolutely makes sense. Um, I think we we though I don't know if it's the right decision yet. Uh, he was in a school which is about seven kilometers away, and we just felt that. You know, traveling so much makes no sense. Yeah. Equivalently, good school about a kilometer away, and we said let's move him to this one. Over time, I think lives have changed a lot. So in Bangalore, in when I was in first standard, I was six years old. I used to travel thirteen kilometers to go to a school through public transport. Today you will be seven by the time you reach school uh, one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was interesting, right? I used to go to public transport. I used to change buses. So get into a public. What, uh, what we call here a best of CBMP buses or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I used to know the number. I used to get in. Then I used to get down at halfway at about six seven kilometers. Then change buses. Uh, and now I get intrigued when I tell this. Everybody's like, were your parents thinking? And I'm like, what? To my parents, what were you thinking? Right? What could have something happened to me? And they're like, you insisted to go alone. I'm like, you should not have listened to me, right? <laughs> So, but anyway, I think now we are far more protective. They were permissive, I guess. <laughs> Very perm. Apparently, they followed me for three days. Okay. Uh, and then they realized that, you know, uh, I knew how much to pay, how the ticket, where to get down. For three days, they said they followed me, and then they realized that they were doing it. And See, and and you grew up thinking they were being neglectful. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I now I I don't know why we don't take such. Bold decisions. Right? I keep thinking. So I am a little like if I see my dad, my my son learned walking with my dad. He he learned how to like my dad is same even now. 
देख गिरा गिरने दो कोई टेंशन नहीं राइट यू वुड गो टू अ स्लाइड एंड यू वुड जस्ट यू नो स्लाइड तो करेंगे नहीं यू वुड जस्ट वॉक अप एंड डाउन ऑन हाइट्स एंड हम बालकनी से देख रहे हैं कि मतलब भाई गिर जाएगा एंड दैट इज लाइक कुछ नहीं हो कुछ नहीं हो गिरेगा कुछ नहीं सीखेगा करके एंड यू नो ही इज फ्रॉम दैट I know I I have a sort of theory for where and I've thought about this and I I think I have a theory for where this is probably stemming from and again I could be terribly wrong but I also feel we are a generation that is probably seeing money after a while mm. uh, and that generation didn't see it mm. uh, but once you see it you you start getting protective about it right mm. you want like you uh, we are a generation where we have created this life for ourselves of comfort but there is this constant fear ye chala gaya to mm. and probably that's what is rubbing off on the on, in our uh, like we are being overprotective about the about our children as well is because we have this constant fear of kuch galat ho gaya to and that i think is something we have to shed we have yeah. to come to terms with the fact that it'll all be fine uh, and i think it's a generational issue especially people like at least me who have who are first generation seeing and i am not being arrogant but seeing well that's the truth one thing i was always always very intrigued to understand around like you've been in media and advertising now for 25 years um there's a lot of talk around impact of you know screen time and how children are exposed to a lot more than what they were before my son today is 8 but i think by 5 he had learned everything how to access netflix amazon prime youtube uh we have to i thank god for still parental locks yeah um but there's a lot of worry that at least i think we carry as parents today as someone who spends so much time in advertising and media how are you thinking of exposure or already there may be enough exposure now he's a teenager do you should we worry so much or should we just go with the flow and people will figure it out no i think it's it uh and and this is a conversation we keep having amongst friends and stuff like that and i think it's a genuine concern given the deluge of information given the uh given the sort of uh you know misuse of stuff that happens online there's just a lot of there there is i also i'm of the way at least we've gone about it we the we are firm believers in instilling values in the child in what we believe in and what we think will be valuable to the child so like we will while the external elements will have influences but if you can if you if you have a dialogue street with your child and where you can rationalize and and explain where you are coming from how you are thinking because i think the more we create the energy of fear hmm. the more they will want like it's a classic thing so i don't know if you saw the recently the i was talking about the uh the documentary on uh, vaping mm. the big vape on mm. netflix if you notice big tobacco and big vape you know what's the one thing they went and did which kind of was the biggest inflection points in their lives of selling cigarettes and selling vape to teenagers they actually got permissions from schools to go and tell them that hey why it's not a good thing Wow. So reverse psychology technically worked. Completely worked. They went into schools and the schools had no argument because they said we want to actually explain to children saying why it's not a good thing to do. So they got permission where they said hey, it's not a good thing to do when you're a child. That was it. 
took off. So I think it's not a good thing for people, at least as parents, at least we try and do this, is we don't try to create an energy of fear. Of saying, hey, this is wrong, don't do this, the screen is... Over. I think we have to accept the fact it's not their fault. They're born into screens, they're born into this deluge of content. They haven't caused it. The world has caused it. Now it's their reality. What we can influence is how they approach that reality. Like how we, what all we did when you were going and asking your friends ki mere ko maine pyar kiya dekhna hai tumhare ghar pe. Your parents also could have whacked you and said ye kya kar rahe? why can't you wait till it comes to your house. It's their, it's, it's, it's their way of living their life today. It was like how we had no choice but to when we were young, we were out. The, our parents' problems was they never come home. Yeah. They never come home was the problem. Correct. Now that is equally distressing a problem as much as because yeah, we don't know who they are going to, what they are, who they are talking to, who is shaping their thinking. That is equally distressing. Actually, it's a very fair point. Like who we hung out with in school, college. They had no clue. Correct. And there was no phone at that point of time to even know ki kya seekh hai kar Correct. Right? Correct. You would see for science of that, I am assuming when you come home and how you behave. At least here, things are happening mostly in the... Business. You have the memory cache to see if there is anything wrong going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much more in your control. Correct. Uh, and, and I think, I also believe that intuitively children are not wanting to do something spectacularly wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they may stumble upon some stuff which they shouldn't and you can course correct. But uh, I just believe in letting them be a little bit. I, yeah. think, I think we just need to let them be a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, a, that's an interesting point as to what we did uh, when we were children. Is so, and I think we are so shaped because we keep going back to how our lives got shaped. And we try to maybe learn from it. But there is no, I mean, that benchmark is just so different. I mean, the world has changed so much that... More than learn from it, Shrivan, I think we compare, it's an uneven comparison. Correct. Because we are saying, boss, see, I grew up hardly in front of the screen. Correct. Not out of your choice. Correct. Doordarshan had programming for five hours. <laughs> it wasn't your choice. Correct. You, by the time it came to the to uh, to programming being there for as much time as it was, you would have spent more time. I agree. So we and it's an uneven comparison. Yeah. How do you even think about your time? And I think this, a lot of us parents have to stop believing that I want my child to live the childhood I led, mm. which was I played out in the open. I had so much more uh, time in the green. Now the thing is, I've always said this about nostalgia. Like people keep asking uh, this one question, right? Why are the songs of yesteryear so much nicer than the songs of today? That's a constant uh, loop of uh, conversation in almost... Look at the old songs, they're so good. You know, in my view, why? Because only the good has stayed on. The bad songs we've forgotten. Mm. <laughs> the bad songs are not worth remembering. Correct. They were equally, there was an equal number of bad songs that got made. The good has travelled. Similarly, now you have nostalgically enveloped your brain with the good of your childhood and you're saying, now I want my child to live that life. Mm. But you have forgotten the pain points. <laughs> so, yeah. 
so it's a very uneven nostalgia is this beautiful bubble of it this is a lovely cloud that carries what you want to carry into the future yeah actually the entire thought process for the name tiffin break was also a little bit uh, come from nostalgia right if you go back to childhood one of the like i don't remember much about school but i do remember looking forward to at least some good tiffins that you know about, i mean it's not always that you would get your favorite tiffin but one of the most core happy moments would always be that in fact i still remember um when i think i was in 8th or 9th 8th 9th 10th i think for 3 years even between 10 to 15 i used to always once a week get sandwiches hey bartes got sandwiches and then charlo aur aa jayenge and i don't know what happened but i would come back home and tell my mom that hey mom the sandwiches got free mom mere bichhe mere bete ko khane mila nahi to i'll give two it went to an extent where this dabba became this dabba and i used to say top five sandwiches <laughs> and i used to have cuts and i still remember uh the okay okay friends would get one fourth the piece the very close friends would get half the piece and the best friend would get one full sandwich wow like there i used to tell my mom how to cut the sandwiches ki isko kaun sa piece jayega and like it's super memory right in that sense but you know what's fascinating in an on an, an observation is in school your idea of a great dabba is not what you like it's what will be liked by your friends very interesting actually <laughs> it's all it's always saying my dabba has to be a hit your dabba is not necessarily ki are mere ko maza aayega it's my dabba has to be a hit because it's got social currency that's why i was just realizing that it does lot of social currency that at least on that because day. a lot of times the dabba is saying oh are bhate ka dabba kulega maza aayega so th- then and then you are taking pride so and which is where i think somewhere always food from other people's homes and kitchens always seems better yeah because you're constantly seeking food because the there is a familiarity to the food in your house right yeah and there is a newness to the food from somebody else's house uh, which uh, which i think is a uh, uh, did you have a favorite dabba or did you have social currency dabba in that no so my my dabba was a very different equation because i i stayed 5 5 minutes from school so i used to run back home eat whatever i could gobble away but i was super angry because mom was very particular about eating fresh food so so there were only two choices either mom comes to school in time to give me the dabba with fresh food or i go back home and invariably mom would be busy so i had to run back home eat and come back so that i can then attack other dabbas <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know if uh, we have uh, an actual tiffin here i don't know what uh do we have a Okay, this is like a proper. Is this the the bhate sandwich? I know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I think the bhate sandwich only my mom can make. So I'm very sorry whoever's tried. <laughs> There is a sandwich, so you should try. For sure. You. One of the biggest fights in the house has always been he's not a big fan of veggies. Yeah. So and so then veggies started morphing itself into. Uh, parathas and dosas and suddenly lal dosa and green dosa and the number of the new cuisines that we create correct. make sure that the nutrition required for the child is correct. getting into his stomach in some way or so form possible that sort of it starts and then the stress of saying oh you are just not and then the 
देन द द ये चालू होता है ना द बार्गेनिंग saying you eat veggies for 3 days then we will allow that for 2 days and you know <laughs> you know interestingly when i look at it you know little joys is now a year plus old as a as a platform and if i see around nutrition most of the concerns what you're saying does exist um where mothers specifically are a little bit more or parents generally are worried about little bit about obesity somehow most of india still I don't know whether it's you want your child to be perfect or generally the concern is always around height gain hmm weight gain bahut patla hai undernourishment is also a real problem in our yeah country. yeah so it's 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 eerie how everybody's problems are very personalized as such yeah but we see the full full set hmm um and sometimes you know some things like height etc are all uh I mean, there are different phases of development, right? Like, I think I re- I remember I was I was on this tall. Um, what happened? I don't know. Between fourteen and fifteen, suddenly I grew like a feet, right? And these are the spurts that happen. Yeah. It's not very yeah. controlled as such, and no amount of it's it's not like yes, does nutrition help? Absolutely, but I don't think it will be. I mean, a lot of this is hormonal as well. Yeah. Um. can you help generating the right hormones with the right nutrition but that perfection is never possible i think that's what worries me a little that are we trying to be too perfect sometimes as parents yes some amount of anxiety is valid but jaise you bolte na ki anything in excess is bad yeah i think that that's what worries me a little that are we sometimes getting trying to get that create that perfect child i think it's a great asset today if you ask me honestly uh, it's to just be a little bit more secure around the fact that we don't know what will happen 20 years later yes can we try to sort of navigate this as best as possible sometimes i also worry if we will as parents look back when 20 years later we we'll look back and say oh wish we could have done this back then yeah. and i mean that sort of guilts us into trying to do a lot i also think no even then this is something i i constantly struggle with myself is that like everything in life na theory is easy yaar hmm and i think most of the things at these early stages kid are they're just watching you yeah and if you can if you can practice some of what you're telling them it it gets imbibed way more easily than you going on saying something and doing something else yeah. it's conflicting i have i'm guilty of it the screen time is the simplest right yeah time, i will, on a sunday i will sit in front of uh, of the tv and i'll binge on 10 episodes and on the same side on the on the other side i'll be telling my son saying stop it now go down and play she be like what are you doing <laughs> just because they are younger doesn't give them the right to not tell you but they're seeing you conflicted in your actions yeah so i think that's something all of us and i'm 100% guilty of it because there are things i do which gives me no right to say some of what i say but i still say it out of the privilege of being the parent and in the position to kind of give gyan yeah so i think that is something again something all of us should think about saying we say listen you know what be patient and then at the drop of a hat we lose it with them yeah uh, it's it's very very confusing for for children when you behave in a certain way and talk in a certain way like i keep telling my wife this piece as well that if parenting was scripted 
and you would know that x input is equal to y output then where is the joy yeah of parenting it's like almost building a business right you sort of are always trying inputs and you don't know what the output would be and the output will also sort of look different today 6 months hence 6 years hence right so all you can do is hope to god that you know things will work a classic old saying karm kar phal ki chinta mat kar <laughs> yeah by making it such a serious aspect of nahi x karna hai y nahi karna hai are we sort of losing touch with just enjoying yeah that period uh, i see a lot more enjoyment in my in my parents today with respect to my son so i think that happens with they don't feel the responsibility yeah they are saying boss that's not my responsibility that's my little joy yeah <laughs> yeah you know so they for them they have they are saying responsibility is done correct Trevant and his brother and I, we are done with responsibilities. So Correct. it's a very free-spirited sort of approach. I'm saying there is another emotion which I didn't touch upon, which is also very strange, right? Sometimes we also envy our children. Hmm. We also envy our children, saying, "Salat, ये तो सब हाथ में मिल रहा है. You are having a good life." I, I remember this conversation. I spoke about my first flight in life, which was even a domestic flight, and I keep rib- uh, ribbing my son, saying. Good, you have a great life. Yeah, you have bloody, you travelled to more countries uh, before the. I didn't even have a passport at your age. So he looked at me one day and he said, "Is that my fault?" <laughs> <laughs> It's a very fair question. And I realized in the in that moment, saying, "Oh my God, did I? Am I envying my son?" Yeah, but I'm sure we do. <laughs> I'm sure we do. I've had this conversation, right? I, I, in fact, I sometimes catch. Uh, Either my wife catches me or I catch her in saying this: that you have so much, right? Why? Why do you are? Why are you still dissatisfied? And I mean, he's eight, so I'm sure within three, four years he'll come back and ask me the same question: Is it my fault that I have so much? You've pampered me, right? Or you've given me all of this? You've told me this is comfortable for you, correct? So why are you telling me? No, correct. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's so a it's fair a, point. It's a crazy. It's a crazy. I've never thought that what you will, what you see as an extension of you. You end up envying, and it's all personality suited type. A little, little bit goes back to how we are as parents and what sort of personality, sort of how it shapes our parenting style. Yeah. Uh, it's a little critical to at least balance it out in that way. On that note, thanks a lot, Arun. Uh, it was great speaking to you. Um, I would have loved to spend a little bit more time on the entire advertising career, reminisce a lot more about the fabulous ads that you have created. But we'll sort of let the post production team maybe cue in some of those. enjoyable nostalgic moments that at least we as parents have uh, and we thank you and your team for creating those nostalgic moments for us as well and it was a great conversation around parenting how what you think about uh what you've done in the last 12 years and 13 now 13 <laughs> and a lot more reflection on what the next 5 8 10 would be uh till the point in time where i think they stop listening to us <laughs> Yeah, thank but thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I had a lovely time doing this. Thank you so much. Hi there. If you enjoyed watching the show, then please do subscribe to Tiffin Break on YouTube and Instagram to watch more such content. And if you want to be notified of the next episode, please do press the bell icon on the screen.